Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Back in 1978, moviegoers were treated to an amazing sight. Superman reversing the spin of the Earth, turning back time in the process, and saving his beloved Lois. Preposterous, of course. But what if something did change the Earth's rotation? What if the rotation stopped completely? Let's get our admittedly far-fetched assumptions out on the table. Uh, First, let's assume that the Earth stopped spinning gradually, as a sudden deceleration would mean disaster. Second, we'll suppose that Earth's ecosystems have survived the transition mostly intact. So, what does this new world look like? For starters, Earth would now take a whole year to do what it pulls off in a day, cycle from night to day and back. Cities would spend half the year in darkness and half the year in full sunlight, just like the North and South Poles do today. And, like the Poles, 
every region would still experience different seasons, but the temperature swings from season to season would be much greater for areas along the equator. An equatorial region would spend infernally hot months very close to the sun, while that area's global counterpart would spend dark, frigid months very far away from it. That's trouble for the plants and animals that have adapted to the climate of a region, and consequently for the people living there as well. The polar regions would remain relatively stable, except for the part where they'd be deep underwater. In fact, the boundaries between ocean and land on a spin-free Earth would look nothing like they do today. Because the Earth rotates, centrifugal force causes the planet to bulge along the equator. No rotation, no bulge. Without that bulge, all of the extra water held in place along the equator would go rushing back toward the poles. Esri, a company that develops geography-focused technology, modeled the world's land and oceans after its equatorial bulge subsided and found that the Earth would have a band of land, one giant supercontinent that circles the equator and separates two massive oceans to the north and the south. And Earth's magnetic field might go away too. While we're not entirely sure how that magnetic field is generated, the leading theory states that it's the result of Earth's inner core rotating slightly faster than its outer core. Yep, that's two different rotations in one planet. Should both of them stop, the mechanism behind Earth's magnetic field may as well, leaving us exposed to harmful solar winds and other radiation from space. So where would that leave us? We humans are an adaptable species with powerful technology at our disposal, but survival in this new environment would be a challenge. Sure, we could try to light our homes in the darkness and heat and cool them at great cost during wild temperature swings, but not everything would be under our control. Would crops survive the extremes of this new world? Could any plants? If not, the entire food chain would be in danger. Um, Perhaps we could find new crops or modify existing ones to tolerate this new environment, or maybe we would become dependent on perennials that can survive harsh winters and return with warm weather. You have to admit, it doesn't feel like you're spinning around the center of the Earth at hundreds of miles an hour, so we should probably cut our scientific forebearers some slack for assuming that Earth was stationary and that the sun rotated around it. Thanks to a number of mathematicians and astronomers over the centuries, we now know that the Earth spins on its axis as it revolves around the Sun. But why does our planet spin in the first place? Remember Newton's first law of motion? It states that an object remains in whatever state of motion it's in unless another force acts upon it. You could say that the Earth is rotating because it's been doing that for as long as it's existed. Before there were planets in our solar system, there was a spinning, nebulous cloud of dust with our sun at the center. Over time, these dust particles collided into one another and began to stick, forming larger and larger rocks and ultimately planets through a process known as accretion. But remember, the cloud of dust, or accretion disk, was rotating from the start. As the particles that formed the Earth began to stick together, that momentum was conserved, causing the growing planet to spin faster and faster, much the way that a figure skater does when they pull their arms in toward their body. By the time the Earth had formed, it had all of the angular momentum it would need to keep spinning to this very day. 
And now that we know a little bit about how planets and solar systems form, it's probably not surprising that not only does our planet spin, but all of them do, though not always in the same direction. Since stars develop from rotating solar nebula, they spin too. But how fast? Measuring the straight line speed of, say, a car is a fairly simple and reliable process. Measuring the speed of a rotating object, like the Earth, is slightly more complicated. After all, if you stand at one of the poles, you'll spin right along with the rest of the Earth, but you'll be stationary with respect to its center. A stand on the equator, though, and you'll have a linear speed of 1,036 miles an hour. That's 1,667 kilometers per hour. That's faster than the speed of sound, and one of the reasons that we tend to launch rockets toward the east. So, is there anything slowing the Earth's rotation down? Well, sure, but the forces changing the speed of the Earth's rotation make an extremely small impact. The tides, which are caused by the gravitational forces between the Earth, the Sun, and the Moon, produce tidal friction as they interact with the Earth. That drag adds about 2.3 milliseconds to our day every century. Weather systems can change the Earth's rotation, too, with winds applying a breaking force to the planet's surface. Finally, earthquakes can mess with the length of a day by actually redistributing the Earth's mass. The 2011 earthquake that struck Japan actually accelerated the Earth's spin because it shifted the mass toward the equator and shortened the day by 1.8 microseconds. So, the next time you complain about the day being too long or too short, don't despair. It's changing all the time. Today's episode was written by Jonathan Atterbury and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other topics that you may or may not find earth-stopping, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts are wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. Uh, Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, Plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.